First of all, let's talk about the new project. Yes. You've taken on the Dolphin down in Old Portsmouth. That is a fantastic venue, fantastic pub. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, personally and professionally, I've, I've been involved in the Dolphin. Uh, well, not involved. I was going to the Dolphin as a young man. I uh, used to love going there. My, my dear mum, who just recently passed away, used to love the pub. And uh, she uh, and the, the, when it became available in September, um, I found out that uh, the Stonegate were relinquishing some of their estate. And I thought, do you, know, do you know what? This pub just needs a hug. It needs a little bit of love, but it's arm around it, basically. And um, it was uh, a situation where me and a, a team of people, um, my business partners, just thought, do you know what? We can, we can do something here. And um, we've put a really good team in there to directly run it. Fantastic chef, uh, uh, Gina and Robin, who I think are listening right now. They're going to be uh, the leading the charge down there, really. And it's got so much potential. I mean, it's, it's culturally important to the city, isn't it? It is. It's there's certain pubs within the city that are just iconic. Yeah, right? definitely. And that is one of them. Um, and it's one of those pubs that you just think when you want to go out, it's just one of those that automatically comes to mind. It does indeed. I mean, it's obviously right next to the cathedral, so it's got that kind of link to to the city and the fact that where our, our cathedral and the heartbeat of the city is really. But um, it's got so many stories there. I mean, pubs in general, the most good stories start with oh, we were down the pub or doing something like. That. And it doesn't yep. have to be getting drunk. It's just the fact that people getting together. And when COVID happened, that took away that opportunity to be able to do that with people. And that's what pubs are really there to do. They're, they're energy conductors and they bring people together. 100%. But this is another pub that you've added to a stable already because you've already got a wonderful little stable of pubs within the city with yep. you and obviously the team that you work with. Yep. Uh, and you said something just now off air, which I just want to pick up on. You've got this, this mentality, you have this thought about what you want to do in the city with your pubs. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little bit egotistical to say about having a crusade, but I think that pubs get a hard time in general. Um, And especially in Portsmouth, whereby they're really important to Portsmouth. Portsmouth has more pubs per square mile than anywhere else in the country. Yes, that's true, yeah. Still, despite the fact that lots are being closed down and there's lots of different things happening. You you heard about the the Manor House in uh, Drayton shutting down just recently. And the amount of emotion that pours out from it is... uh, it's quite baffling how the, the people can still have such a negative rapport with pubs. And I think that, obviously, people think that pubs are expensive and then they have the different connotations. But if, uh, if I mention to either of you guys right now a pub's name, automatically in your mind, an image pops up. Yes, mm. 100%. No, no, it, without even, it's like a brand, basically, like Coca-Cola or, uh, or Pepsi or everybody. You have a, automatically, you have an emotion attached to it. Yes. And for me, it's about reconnecting that emotion to pubs in a positive way, um, getting people to really think about pubs that connect back to the community. So uh, we've got the Shepherd's Crook, uh, which is another iconic. I mean, yep. I'm so, uh, when I got offered the opportunity to come into the estate to turn around some fortunes, uh, invigorate certain aspects to them. Uh, the crook for me was one that my, my dad, um, who's along with us, he used to take me as a, a, a child to the football. And that energy and that vitality of that pub that connects to the football club. Um, but for me, it wasn't just about having that connection to the, to the, the club. It's about the fact that that pub uh, has a real uh, brand in Portsmouth itself. Like if you think of going to the football, it's one of those things that gets attached to it. But also, it's right in the heart of the city. Yes, and, 100%. And, and pubs are at the heart of the city. And if you, if you want to get together with people and celebrate good times and make memories, more often than not, it happens at somewhere where you eat and drink. I mean, pubs get a little bit of a hard time anyway. Yeah, right? they and, do. And we are always hearing on the news about pubs closing. Yes, okay? definitely. And they are closing at an uh, unbelievable rate of knots. Yeah. Okay, so you have to stop and think for a second and go, what are we going to do? to make sure we bring the public back in. Exactly that. And you know, that's what excites me, Ian. You've, really, you've just mentioned something that really gets me kind of excited. I think that 
it's about connecting to different areas of the community. There's a, there's a lovely lady, uh, Nadia Arab, and uh, Arab, I don't, forgive me, I don't probably pronounce her last name wrong, but she's wrote a really good book called The Road from Karachi about Indian food, Pakistani yep. food from her heritage. And it's, 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 it's really a kind of an interesting story about how that kind of connects to Portsmouth. Um, and her and her mum have been training our chefs in how to make authentic Indian food. And we're going to have a curry club that kind of links to the book. And then sales from the, those curries on those particular nights, our, our pubs, are going to be used to uh, create water wells in those countries. So it's actually like that kind of that holistic way and trying to support communities far and wide, really. And I think that's the, that's the quintessential thing, really, is making people feel like they're, they're nourishing other people whilst they're also having some fun themselves. I also, something I always find, when you go into a, a a nice quality pub, they've got great staff. Yes. They have good good staff, good management. Uh, and the times w- my wife and I have gone out, and that they you stand there and it's like you, you could be invisible, right? And it, it just takes a second for someone to say, I'll be with you in just a second, and acknowledge you, and make you feel wanted in that particular pub. And it, that that is the first step. And if you look at the whole picture, you mentioned the staff you've got nailed down, obviously, uh, at the Dolphin. It's important to have the right staff in the right venue. It is. I mean, it's then when we when we took the pub on, um, we had uh, a really good team of people. We've got, we've got delivery drivers turning up to the Dolphin saying, when are you opening? And we're like, oh, yeah, 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 in a few days' time. And they were scoffing at us. But we had Grant, a great decorator. We've got Simon, whose birthday is today, that were down there helping us and working around the clock to get the pub turned around. And that then starts to create a culture and a DNA of the business. And then the staff, you make a very good point. Um, and I was mentored by uh, some, some great people back in the day. And um, one of them made... <laughs> It was a, an interesting talk. They said, uh, you could have a river of fosters flowing through the middle of a pub and everyone just picks up a straw to suck it. But if the staff are amazing and make people feel really valued about coming there to enjoy that place, you remember it. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter what the actual product is, as long as they feel like you're being valued and you're a, a quintessentially a part of what that pub's doing 100%. 100%. What plans have you got then for... For the dolphin, because obviously you <laughs> you you obviously know your business, you know what you want to do. We've obviously got the start of a brand new year, so you you start with a blank canvas. I mean, what plans have you got for twenty twenty four for it? Well, I don't want to give too much away, Ian, but uh, no, I've got lots. We've got lots of really good things. So we're going to be reinvigorating quiz nights down there. So we work with uh, Flamingo Boss, who runs a really good quiz, and we're going to connect that to a curry club on Thursday nights down there. Yep. Uh, Fridays, we're going to uh, we're going to try some things. Really, we're going to have a little bit more of a knees up, mother brown kind of thing on Friday they got a, a live piano in there so a little bit of jazz and kind of a little bit Chaz and Davey at yeah, times so yeah, yeah. just some fun with it but the back of the restaurant back of the pub is going to be more of a restaurant table service field so there's going to be lots of different things we're going to be test- testing the waters with I mean it is a new area in the town for me to work with directly and um, I'm hoping that people in that area will just connect with something a little bit more uh, a bit more kind of interesting and stuff I guess but it, with, unless you go out and physically try it you never know what's going to work because people will say really you want to knees up on a Friday night <laughs> do you know what go down go down to Portsmouth on a on a Friday night and I know because I've DJ'd, DJ'd down there many times people want to party they do mm-hmm. not they necessarily do. maybe in the Dolphin but you can work out okay maybe you can tweak it because yep. you've got that blank canvas to do that exactly it's about the eccentricities and finding the nuances within it whereby it works for that particular uh, the, the group of people that yes. like to go there yeah, yeah. but 
pubs have to thrive on developing new business. You can't just rely on keeping the, the regulars happy. You want to keep those people happy. Yep. Mm. But those people ordinarily would like to see new people coming in, and that's what creates that energy and that con- constant flow of people that come into a... Uh, a pub is the front room for the landlord, okay? Yep. So you're welcoming people into your house. It's a public house, the clues in the name. So making that front room feel welcoming and different, and even if you, you don't necessarily like what might be happening there, you might have an opinion on it, you still see that there's effort going on. There's, some, there's a reason to kind of come in there and bring those people in and then every single time one new person comes in that might create another 10 people that might come in 100%. and uh, when I, I, I did a talk uh, a little while ago and uh, it was to, to publicans and uh, it was a case just to try and find the really interesting reasons to come into your pub like it doesn't just anything it could be completely off the, the top of your head yep. but just keep trying to, to, uh, to keep the wheel moving basically and I think that's the, the key behind it now Definitely. I know you're not going to give too much away this morning, but <laughs> you are obviously, you're a businessman and you and your partners that you work together have obviously got plans. Have you got anything you could tease us with, obviously with what else you may be doing over the next 12 months or in any of your other like the, any of your other little establishments or well, you're keeping uh, them under wraps? No, 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 we're not keeping them. We've got uh, Rock and Roll Bingo at Shepherd's Crook. We're going to be maybe trying a little bit of Rock and Roll Bingo as well at the Dolphin. Um, we're going to be primarily, primarily speaking about food, a lot of our plans places like the food is as a key part of it now you don't very often find pubs where it's just about uh, parties now it's about get offering people fresh food as well all of our food will be fresh we're trying to uh, locally sourced lo- as well i presume locally sourced yeah. fresh food i mean that's just a, a bar, it almost goes as a given now for yep. successful mm. food businesses um but we are looking to extend our estate i mean there's an opportunity now everyone knows about the Stonegate being two and a half billion pounds in debt yep. and that's the one of the and again everyone likes to have a knock at pubs and they think oh the pubs are all dying and all this sort of stuff but in those moments there's an opportunity for entrepreneurs to to capitalize because you're never going to pick up a successful business are you it's always going to be a case that you're going to pick something up and have to re- change something if you're going to buy it. a successful business it's going to cost you more than an arm exactly, and a leg yeah. exactly. so you need you need to actually get in there early and get the establishment and then turn into the uh, success exactly that it's about having the vision to kind of to develop something and each pub you shouldn't there's not a kind of a, a script for each and uh, pubs uh, each pub that you walk into so um i've worked in corporate enterprises whereby each pub has to form a part of a, a, a kind of a division within that business, right? Yeah. But pubs are different to that because they are all down linked to the manager, to the, to the area that's within, and you have to find a way to connect that manager and that pub to that area. And whichever way you do it, the, the, whatever the reason to visit, the t- style of food, style of service, it all has to kind of work in that particular geographic, basically. Listen, Chris, thanks for coming in this morning. Good luck. Thank you. With the dolphin. Um, you've got some great ideas, and it's great <laughs> to see that an iconic pub in Old Porcelain is being brought back to life. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good luck to you and your team. Cheers, Ian and Lum. Thank you.